This is the Braithor Point. No matter where you live, no matter how long you've been there, someone else came there first, before you, to the place where you now play, live, and sleep soundly. But they did not play, they patrolled. They did not sleep, they stood watch. And often, in doing their duty, they did not live to complete it. They paid the price in blood for you so that you could play, live, and sleep there. No matter what you believe or don't, this is the hard, irrefutable truth. It has always been thus, and it will always be. Someone first must secure the ground, hold the line, make it safe for all the others. Now, where there are many and it is safe, there were few and it is dangerous. Down through the ages, this one changeless fact remains. First came the warrior. It didn't end with my firing for exposing DEA Sinaloa cartel deal. It began. It didn't end with the FBI framing Flynn to stop intelligence reform. It began. It didn't end with CIA's Russia lies, Mueller's phony report, nor Pelosi's fake impeachment. It began. It didn't end with a simultaneous election night blackout in the swing states. It began. It didn't end with corrupt Capitol cops snapping, sniping Ashley and torturing political prisoner patriots. It began. It didn't end with abandoning American children in Afghanistan while importing terrorists. It began. It didn't end with FBI false flags in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Texas. It began. And here and now, you arrogant and ignorant, evil and foolish, traitors and enemies, foreign and domestic, nothing is ended. You have awakened the American David and filled us with terrible resolve. Attention, deep state Dems and rhinos, Blantifa and Bolsheviks, Marxists and Maoists, politicians, pundits, and pedophiles. Your masks are for morons. Your needles for Nazis. Your shutdowns for sheep. Surrender for slaves. We'll never surrender. We'll war on you, our children will, and theirs. And in the end, we'll win. Boosted and betrayed, dumbed down and drugged up, the last of you screw tape scum will tear each other apart and will rebuild our republic on your bones. I'm a retired SOCOM soldier, former DIA intelligence collector and ex-DEA special agent, targeted by the deep state, turned whistleblower, now your intelligence officer, repurposed as chaplain, leader, teacher, and truth teller. New mission, restore our fallen republic. Objective, defeat the deep state. Means, expose fake news. Tools, truth, discernment, and free will. Welcome. I'm Jeff Prather, and this is the Prather Point. Welcome, everybody. Glad to be with you. If you haven't yet, please go to jeffreyprather.com and subscribe, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-P-R-A-T-H-E-R. For a deeper dive, go to exclusive content, click on patreon.com slash jeffreyprather, and you can get my exclusive uh, content. And that includes, and then you can go to the shop if you're looking, if you've got remorse for taking the jab, there's the jab rescue kit. It has certainly helped uh, me, not that I took the jab, but other things from the naturopath that developed that have helped me greatly and uh, my daughters as well. Uh, and you can also get the Faraday bags there. You can pick up a satellite phone at uh, praytherdeal.com. You can get um, uh, survival food with a $50 discount uh, at Prather Prep Supply as well. Uh, and I'm also starting a business page uh, for Patriot businesses. Uh, and to join that, go to jp at jeffreyprather.com, email me, and we'll send you that information uh, where we can promote your um, uh, patriotic small business uh, for a reasonable price. It's going to be like $365 a month for three months with uh, lots of options. And that's part of building uh, concierge business, concierge health, concierge medical, uh, concierge uh, everything. Uh, and you should also join Team America or Team Global Freedom if you're not in America. And again, you can do that at jeffreyprather.com. Click on the uh, Team America sign up or the Team Global Freedom sign up. There's over 6,000 members of Team America. 
there's over 18 countries on Team Global Freedom. 44 states in America have are organized, and uh, we are moving forward. In fact, this show is going to be a lot about that. This show is entitled uh, Team America Taking Ground and Taking Fire at the same time, because when you're taking ground, you are going to take fire. Uh, that's normal. But there's a lot happening. Been working really hard behind the scenes. Uh, and uh, thanks to my wonderful family for working so hard and all the Team America members that have been putting in so much uh, overtime as well. So uh, getting here to jump right into what's going on, uh, a recent survey conducted by Vox and Data for Progress, uh, which is a bona fide progressives uh, um, uh, poll firm. And of course, I don't believe polls, but it says that um, 72% of Republicans disputed uh, the vote. Uh, and that's on top of 42% of independents. Uh, so taken together, plus there's 12% Democrats that don't believe it. So that's an overwhelming majority, uh, 80 to 80 to 90% of Americans uh, who believe that there was uh, election fraud, despite uh, what is being put out by the propaganda press and the media. Of course, they've accomplished what their goal was, so they don't really care. They'll cut the feed uh, on Biden, they'll, they have um, censored uh, Trump uh, from Twitter. Uh, they just censored uh, Bongino as well. They don't care. Uh, but now the question becomes, can they hold that ground? And I do not believe that they can because they do not hold the human terrain. Again, they won a fifth generational war against our government, a culture change war. But they did not win a uh, culture war against the American people. Uh, quite the opposite, and we are now engaged in a fourth-generational insurgent war against our own government, on our own soil, against an array of adversaries, nation-state enemies, but also non-nation-state enemies. Um, the, nation st the main nation-state enemy, of course, is not Russia, it's China, uh, but one of the non-nation-state main enemies would be Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset uh, and his School for Dictators, which I just also posted on Patreon as well. Uh, but they are losing terrain, uh, and um, forces daily. They've never held the human terrain. They hold very little of the physical terrain, and they are losing human terrain daily, uh, partially because it's such a wreck, but also partially because they're killing off their supporters. The jab uh, is very lethal. And again, the jab is not really designed to be lethal. That is a side effect of the operating systems through the graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide, uh, to go into more detail, there's lots of people who put out more detail than I on that, although I do work as a uh, corporate security competitive intelligence uh, consultant in that space, so I am pretty knowledgeable about it. Um, but uh, you can go and look at my Tesla Phoresis uh, Slaughterbots cast as well uh, on, for more on that. But uh, also, uh, Biden's uh, business mandate uh, has been nixed, um, the OSHA business mandate to make all businesses enforced. So that has failed, uh, and that was scrapped. Uh, and the um, because the Supreme Court uh, said that was um, uh, unconstitutional. So on a large scale, this was a huge part of the Great Reset that has failed. Uh, and so their plan is not going according to plan. Of course, plans never do. I say that many times, but sometimes people forget it, that that includes their plans as well. And again, that's top-down planning. Uh, and top-down uh, plans never work. You've got to work from the ground up. That's what Team America is all about. Um, in Florida, they recently put out a um, Team America Florida document, and it was an upside-down pyramid, which I loved. And it's all about um, what we were originally designed to do as families becoming bands, becoming clans, becoming tribes, which eventually uh, became the Haudenosaunee, the Iroquois Confederacy, which then turned into uh, the colonies, the 13 colonies, which then became the United States. Uh, and so that's kind of like stepping on mercury. You squish one part of it and it shows up someplace else. And more to talk about. We'll talk more about that a, late, a little later on. But um, Denmark, and I was in Denmark uh, when I was young, uh, has, is scrapping uh, all uh, bioweapon restrictions this week. And they are following uh, in the footsteps of the United Kingdom, Ireland, and the Netherlands. Uh, 
as well. And so this is interesting because in this case, the old world is moving ahead of the new. If you recall Churchill's famous speech uh, that we'll fight on the beaches, fight in the hedgerows, uh, fight from overseas if we have to until in God's good time, the new world comes to rescue the old. He was talking about us. Uh, but in this case, the old world is moving uh, a bit ahead uh, of the uh, new world. And so that's really uh, good news. But the important thing is that worldwide there are protests going on almost in every country that you can think of. The French Yellow Vest, uh, Brexit, uh, Iran, Hong Kong, Taiwan, even in mainland China, in Iran, uh, everybody is uh, protesting and, and Australia, Canada, the Canadian truckers um, rally, all of that is uh, protesting and fighting back uh, against the Great Reset. And so they are losing, make no mistake. It's going to be a long fight. Uh, our children will be in this fight. Their children will be in this fight, but they are losing ground. We are uh, winning. Even though they've dumbed down everyone to a high level, they haven't uh, succeeded by any means. Um, I also just got this article from Natural News uh, that just came out saying, Jeffrey Prather branch Congress interview with Ray Epps as political theater. And this was put out by uh, Right Down TV by a Nolan Barton. It's a total surprise to me, but nice to see that there is a truth counterfire to the propaganda press hit piece that came out last week. And I explained that uh, in detail and, my assessment that that was an ambush by the feds um, is very high uh, percentage. You never want to fight, never want to walk onto the X or walk into the ambush, which is why I didn't speak uh, in Phoenix. Uh, but this is a real nice article and um, I'm very thankful for it. But more importantly, you know, I didn't ask for this, but it is really focusing on uh, counter fire because remember fifth generational warfare is primarily information influence operations. Um, and it goes into everything I'm talking about in detail about how Epps is here in Arizona. Uh, Epps talked uh, to the Congressional Committee in January. Then there were more off-book uh, off conversations in November through his lawyer, Blishak, who is an ex-Maricopa uh, FBI agent as well. And uh, <clears throat> it says that the Special House Committee investigating the Capitol incident appeared to have made up its mind already. Even before the interview, it tweeted, and remember how President Trump used information influence operations to bypass the propaganda press. So that's why they finally banned him from Twitter, because he was so expert and genius about it. So they are trying to do the same thing, but they're doing it much more poorly than he did. Uh, but they tweeted that Epps informed us that he was not employed by working with or acting at the direction of any law enforcement agency on January 5th or 6th or at any other time, and that he has never been an informant for the FBI or any other law enforcement uh, agency. Of course, this is this kind of goes back to when uh, Crooks thought that if you were doing an undercover deal, uh, they could ask you, hey, are you really a cop? And you had some kind of rule that you had to tell them. It's not true at all. Undercovers can lie. They do it all the time. The FBI lies constantly. What's really interesting about this in particular is that the FBI, after lying to Trump, lying to Flynn, lying to Congress, perjuring themselves in FISA, perjuring themselves uh, in the Mueller report, perjuring themselves in FARA, is trying to be very careful and parse this discussion. So if you recall last week when there was an FBI um, uh, SAC or ASAC up there and they were asking about EPS, they refused to answer. Uh, and now it's Congress answering, not Epps, but Congress is speaking for Epps. <laughs> it's not Epps even uh, who is saying this. It's Congress saying Epps told them this. Now, this harkens right back to the CrowdStrike not unsigned draft report saying uh, that Russia hacked the DNC and they didn't even sign the report and they told the FBI that. Uh, and then that goes into Mueller's report saying uh, the Russia hacked the, the DNC, uh, where there's no evidence of this. The first line of that report uh, was false. Same thing here. And they're now they're being very careful. And the question becomes, why are they being so careful 
here because they've perjured themselves all over the place. Well, this, uh, in my estimation, part of law enforcement is then you're going to go to court. And so you want to be careful. Remember, I've done the analogy where I talk about walling off undercover drug sales in reversals, because if I let the drugs go as they let the guns go in ATF, then I become the same thing as a drug dealer. Uh, and ATF became a gun dealer, a gun runner, because there was no way to trace those guns. Uh, it was just a simply an international covert gun running operation. And if I had done that as a DEA agent, it would be a gun. It would be a drug running operation. And therefore, the defense attorney could say, well, then, Special Agent Prather, what's the difference between you and my client? And there would be none. So we would have to take those drugs off. So this looks like uh, they are trying to be very careful for prosecution later uh, with the January 6th political prisoners because uh, that whole thing is uh, falling apart. Uh, but, be, but be very clear what they've said here is it's not Epp saying this, it's Congress saying this through a tweet, which is not under oath uh, at all, saying what Epps said after a January and November and probably other conversations off book. And that's simply where the FBI handler uh, is meeting with his informant uh, and they're running it. And then it says, you know, watch the full January 21st episode of the Prather Point, catch new episodes on Brighton TV, nice little commercial. And of course, I'll be on there tomorrow uh, at zero uh, eight. And um, so uh, that was a nice story, but it, it's also important to see the details uh, there uh, as well. So lots of other things uh, going on. And I've been really very, very busy uh, working really hard. And so is Team America. And you often don't hear uh, that much about that. So uh, Team uh, America Wisconsin is working uh, feverishly. And I've been on the phone uh, with them uh, throughout the weekend working. And so now you're seeing um, uh, also Team Arizona. Uh, you're seeing results. I've been talking to behind the scenes folks uh, on all of that uh, as well. Uh, and uh, something just broke through Team uh, New York as well and Team Florida doing more work. Uh, but uh, I want to uh, bring on a uh, surprise guest uh, today uh, and I will bring her into the uh, studio now. And this is retired Lieutenant Colonel Sandy Marecki with the uh, from the U.S. Air Force and the Annapolis Air Force Academy. So welcome, uh, Colonel. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, sir. Just a quick correction. This is the Colorado Springs Air Force Academy. Oh, Colorado Springs. I'm sorry. My mistake. Okay. And so uh, you retired as a lieutenant colonel. Mm -hmm. uh, and tell me a little bit about your service. Sure. I um, was ROTC at the University of Illinois and uh, entered the service in 1986. I was uh, at pilot training in Lubbock, Texas. I stayed there as an instructor pilot. I went to uh, cargo plane C-141s at uh, Washington State. Um, after that, I went to the test pilot school at Edwards. My whole dream since I was very young was to be an astronaut, and so the test pilot school was a natural step along the way. I stayed at Edwards and flew B-52s, which was mainly uh, the GPS-based weapons that were very popular during the first Gulf War. We were doing the weapons integration testing for that. Uh, I went to uh, school at Air Command and Staff College in Alabama for a year. And then uh, due to manning cuts, they pulled a lot of us back to the operational world. And I ended up in C-5s at uh, Northern California, Travis Air Force Base. Um, then I went to the uh, Air Education Training Command headquarters at Randolph, where I was the 19th Air Force Chief of Safety and a T-38 instructor pilot where I was teaching the teachers. Um, my last assignment was at Brooks Air Force Base, which was just on the other side of town from Randolph. And I worked in uh, human factors before I retired in 2007. Very cool. I've jumped out of 141s and tossed footballs in C-5As. Um, those things are big. Um, they are. And uh, uh, what have you been doing um, as a professor of military science since then? So um, <clears throat> I had been injured by a vaccine um, probably in 1992 when I went to the uh, Gulf War, first, first Gulf War area. 
and uh, was a very slow progression in my health. And so after I retired, I barely made it to 20 years. And after I retired, I um, had to look for a non-flying job. And so uh, the thing that pulled me in the most was to teach physics at the Air Force Academy, because then I could take my, my military career and my love of physics and I could put them together. And of course, you know, war stories, the kids are always saying, tell us a war story. And it's like, well, I don't have a whole lot of those, but I can tell you some experience stories. And so uh, we usually did that on Fridays. So I uh, went back to Berkeley, got my PhD in particle physics and uh, did my PhD in uh, neutrino astrophysics specifically, and then um, got hired. So the jo a job opened um, just about the time I was ready to go and uh, got hired. I was teaching physics at the main academy for about four and a half years. Um, and then I transitioned over to the preparatory school on base, which is, um, so they usually have about 1400 students that come into a, a freshman class every year at the main academy, we call it direct acquisition. And then about another 240 or so are accepted into the preparatory school. And those are the ones that could use a little bit of brushing up and mentoring and tutoring in terms of their academic skills. And so I moved over to the prep school and uh, was uh, pretty much heading up the physics department there or physics, I should say instruction, it's one person, <laughs> so it's me. Um, and so I did that and um, I've been teaching physics and chemistry at the prep school for about a year and a half. And physics and chemistry and particle stuff, that's uh, that's hard science stuff. And the, the military <laughs> schools are much more rigorous than civilian schools, uh, correct? Uh, I would say, yes, um, I think they're more difficult because of they have so many things to juggle all at the same time. There's the military side and the academic side. So it's a it's a time management issue a lot for these kids. Well, that's that's excellent. And so then uh, but uh, that now your career. And so that's great because, yeah, anybody that's going into the military wants to hear um, from veterans uh, like us. They don't want to hear from a civilian. And they want to hear, you know, those stories, whether they're war stories or not. They want to hear mm -hmm. experiential stories because that's mentorship. You know, that's really what a mentor and mentee relationship is. And that's really important because Air Force with Space Force, with what's going on now with orbital weaponry, you know, and do weaponry. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that later, but um, that's that's great. But what's happened to your career? So I kind of figured out right away something weird was going on when uh, March 13th, we sent all of our students home for COVID. And I went, isn't this just a bad flu? And that was kind of what I had, you know, my research had shown and I really had not done a whole lot of research. And so that's when I kind of did my deep dive and I started reading medical journals because the, uh, the MD medicine was completely unable to even understand what's going on with my medical issues. I said, well, I can teach myself medicine. I sure. So I did. And so uh, reading medical journals was not a problem for me. So I started doing that and uh, started seeing this big disconnect, you know, like a study that was almost identical in, let's say, Germany and the United States, and they had completely opposite results. And this was hydroxychloroquine type stuff. And I'm going, that's, that's not physically possible. So something else is going on. And then that was the seed that was planted and uh, started watching some of the uh, videos that were coming out from the people who uh, have been knowing what's, what's going on for quite a long time. And I really didn't. And so then I, my wake up call was about the end of April of 2020. And um, that's when I realized something weird was going on. And so I did a complete deep dive. I threw all of my hobbies out and I said, this is all we're doing from now until we fix it. And so um, that then morphed into the election, which then morphed into Patriot groups, which then morphed into uh, preparedness and getting involved with your group and many, many others, not knowing at the time um, which ones were going to be evolving and growing. And so I just said, well, I'll just join all of them. And that's kind of how it's happened. And, and what's happened uh, with your job at the academy? So knowing that the um, there was something bizarre going on and then finding out right away that the injections were not what they said they were. Um, and so I brought it up for, with my leadership from a very early time and said that if you try to press these experimental injections on anyone, you're breaking this federal law, that federal law. And they're like, oh, thank you so much for letting us know. We had no idea. It's like, sure, anytime, if you have questions, let me know. <laughs> and that's how it started. 
And so then, uh, of course, then the mandates, mandates came down, um, you know, mid to late August. Um, and they started pushing them on the cadets, except they, they said fully licensed vaccine and then said, and here's the Pfizer EUA. And I, I said, did you, you did read what I sent you, right? That if you try to push these EUAs on anyone, it's you're breaking federal law, Nuremberg code. I mean, the list goes on. Crickets. So that's the, that's for the audience. That's the bait and switch from the FDA, FDA certified camaraderie uh, with the uncertified. That was the only thing available that we've talked about on a lot of shows with Todd Callender and DR advocates and, and given the whole protocols on, um, uh, on my Patreon for all the military that have used them a lot about how to avoid that. So That's please right. go ahead. So, um, so I, my decision was if they were going to break federal law, I was not going along with it at all. And so when the mandates came down for the military, I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens with the civilians since I'm a federal employee. And, um, then they came down in November, late October to no November for us here at the Academy for the civilian employees. And I went, nope. I got a law team, which I'd been working with since August, um, helping thousands probably of people around the country with religious exemptions, medical exemptions, anything that they needed help with. I just gave it for free. As like, I, if, if someone would have told me that I was going to learn law, in order to help all these people, I would have said, you are nuts. I hate the law. And, but this is what God does. God puts something in front of you and says, we need you. To, I need you to do this. I'm like, seriously. Okay. And so that's kind of what happened. So got involved with the legal team. As soon as this mandate mandate came down, I went uh, to them and we sent them a letter. Um, it was polite. We call it a demand letter, but essentially what it says is here's the federal law that we know. And nowhere in there does it say anywhere that you can say that you can mandate a civilian employee to do anything at all. And so if we're wrong, let us know. Never a reply. And so now the mandate comes along for testing if you're not injected in the mid-December time frame. And of course, we broke for Christmas and the winter break. And so coming back on the 10th of January, I was given a, a letter that says uh, the mandate is you must test. And I said, I told you the same letter that you still haven't answered from the injection still, still apply because you're mandating an experimental and you can't experiment on me. I don't comply. And um, so then that Friday, so they put me, they relieved me of duty that day on the 10th. Uh, that was a Monday. And then that Friday was the 14th. And they uh, gave me paperwork that said involuntary administrative leave. And that was for 14 days with a proposal for suspension. And so that's up tomorrow. Um, my legal team is currently working on the response that should be finished probably tonight and sent out tomorrow, I would think officially. Um, and that's where things stand. But what do I think? I think they haven't obeyed any law so far. Why would the laws that we're quoting in the new letters have anything to do with reality? So I'm pretty much sure I'm gonna be suspended starting Monday. Um, and that was to be expected, you know, like you said, casualties as we go along, we lose some battles, but we're going to win the war. And, and also, I think that, you know, as a mentor to uh, new military officers, you have to uh, provide an example uh, and also try to safeguard them. They're under your care and mentorship. So that's also an issue, right? Absolutely. Um, the students are brilliant. They know what's going on. I didn't have to say a word. They come and talk to me and they say, this is what I think is going on. And I go, that's pretty much my opinion too. Um, a lot of them asked me for help with their religious exemptions. They're like, ma'am, I don't want to get this in injection. And I'm like, well, there's a religious exemption process. Did you, didn't your leadership tell you about that? And it's like, no, they're just telling us, get the shot or you're out. And I'm like, Okay, so I explained to them the military exemption process, and they asked for help to write the letters. I helped them with the letters if they wanted it, gave them a sample, and that was it. And I was actually taking heat for that. 
because I was bypassing my chain of command. I was like, well, my chain of command is breaking federal law. They're war criminals. What do you want me to do? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to help the kids and consequences, whatever they are. And so you're right. They, they look up to me. They know what I'm doing. They know I'm doing it to protect them. And I am taking the arrows and the spears like I should, because this is not their fight. That's what a good leader does, um, you know, is uh, keeps the crap from rolling downhill, pr provides the operators to do their mission. And uh, so that's excellent. But since you have been relieved, then you mentioned that you were part of some Patriot groups and you mentioned working with me. So you want to tell everybody uh, what's your position with Team America? Sure. Um because uh, at this point, if uh, and for anyone who's listening, if you're not already on at least two watch lists, you are not trying hard enough. I'm just telling you right now. And so here comes probably number three or four watch list for me. So I am a Team America Colorado team lead. And so if you are interested in joining, I would highly recommend that you go through um, Jeffrey's website and sign up. If you need help directly from me for like legal help or anything like that, I'm going to give you my email. It is sandy10m at yahoo.com, Sandy spelled with a Y. So if you have a religious exemption, medical exemption, denials, anything like that, uh, if I can't help you, I've got a legal team behind me that is helping me help other people. So I offer that freely. I, there's no cost. Um, we're just trying to help everybody as possible. Well, that's awesome. And I think um, this is, I, I think this is the first team leader I've had on, the podcast, I know that I've spoken to Team Florida uh, when they had their convention, and I speak all the time with team leaders and members offline because we prefer to work behind the scenes. Uh, like I said, and we'll, I'll talk later in the cast, I've been working feverishly with Arizona, uh, Wisconsin, Texas, uh, New York, uh, and Florida this week on lots of things uh, because really stuff happens behind the scenes. Remember, the propaganda press is talking heads, tan talking heads, bleached blondes who are actors then doing a show of talking heads in Congress. But at this point, um, and I want to stress it was Sandy's choice uh, to uh, come out and say that. And I really think it's I think that's great leadership, uh, by the way, in showing um, fearlessness uh, and real leadership. So I really salute you uh, for that. And um that's great work. So uh, I've noticed uh, that a lot of the young um, veterans uh, who have deployed in some instances, I had a young ranger who was a combat veteran, a sniper, done a lot of stuff, but they did not see the urgency to get themselves in this fight. And what I interpret that as is that they interpret war as the war they went through. They don't understand the war that we're in now, but I'm just often surprised at how many veterans don't get in the fight. And so since you're working with um, young future veterans, got any comments on that? I, I see both sides of this issue. Um, the ones that took the injection without even thinking, they're like, well, you know, I'm in the military. They can tell me anything they want. So they had no clue what their rights were. And then the ones that are going, man, this just doesn't feel right. Something's not right about this. And so I would say it's probably, and it's unfortunate, 80% of the first type and 20% of the second type ish. And then there's the ones that took the shot anyway, because they saw the writing on the wall, I guess. And they were hearing the threats daily. Um, and then I've got those few that are, they're going to fight. They're going to fight to the end. And I'm um, supporting them as much as I can. Um, we might end up with a, a financial support as well if they decide to leave uh, any of the academies. Um, we're probably going to start up some sort of a give, send, go or something like that um, and uh, see if we can support them so that they can go to another university. I met the founders of Give, Send, Go. They're good folks. And we have we just supported um, a Marine who passed on. The widow couldn't afford it. And uh, you know, all that's happening. I think that's the cognitive dissonance that we see all through the medical profession, but also it probably carries over to the military profession uh, as well. You know, that you just got to do what you're, what you're told. 
And that's, right. um, that's not correct at all. You know, you, you know, there's a great scene in the old movie Glory with Matthew Broderick where he's told to fire a town. He goes, I won't, it's a legal order. He goes, well, I'll take control of your guys. He goes, mm-hmm. oh, okay, fire the town because he doesn't want his 54th Massachusetts uh, unit to be uh, taken over. Um, those are gray lines and difficult, but I really am honored and privileged and proud of what you're doing and so honored uh, and proud to have you on Team America and leading uh, Team Colorado. And I think it's important uh, for everyone watching uh, in America and the world to see an example of what a Team America team leader um, looks, sounds, and acts like. So um, thank you so much. Any any closing comments? Well, um, everything that you say at the beginning, I'm always you know listening for the differences as you change uh, your opening lines. Um, yeah, we are in this for the long haul. This is, uh, you know, I, I hope to be alive when we reach the end of this, but uh, we don't know how long it's going to take. And we just have to stay with each other. Um, one of the main things that I'm doing here in Colorado, we're a, kind of a smaller group, I think, compared to other states, considering our territory. Um but we've been uh, making the liaisons and the alliances with all the other Patriot groups so that we're not technically as small and we keep each other informed. So for all the other team leaders out there and sector leaders in Harvard, you're, you're divided. That's probably your biggest strength is to reach out to these other Patriot groups and start making these connections. Uh, that's what we found is, has been our biggest strength. We were able to flip all but one school board in um, just El Paso County. And uh, that's where Colorado Springs is located. And we, we flipped a whole lot of school boards all over Colorado. And that's because the Patriot group showed up in uh, large numbers and went door to door and did all this stuff. And so that's, that's I think, where our strength is, the behind the scenes stuff. Um, we don't have to say who we are when we're at these places. We just show up and show each other support. So thanks for having me on. No, I'll try to keep you updated. Beginning, that's my warrior beginning. I did that in honor of you as a veteran. That's why I did that one uh, today did the, the warrior win. So uh, keep up the good work and thanks for coming on and um, love your fearlessness and say your email one more time. Uh, for sure. anybody. Absolutely. So it's Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, 10M at yahoo.com. Uh, so I love your leadership and fearlessness and uh, thanks for all your hard work. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your leadership. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, so that was a cool surprise um, interview, and I hope you got a lot out of that. I'm really proud to have uh, a veteran of that caliber uh, leading Team Colorado. Uh, But also, uh, Team Arizona has been working feverishly. I've been working with all kinds of from uh, politicians, Arizona politicians, to people inside the audit, to Team America members, um, and a lot of stuff inside. And so... um, Arizona government just passed seven critical election integrity bills uh, by the Republicans on the Arizona State uh, Senate Com- Government Committee just passed uh, on Monday. Uh, the Arizona audit discovered evidence of over 700,000 ballot discrepancies. And you got to understand that the audit is still ongoing. It's just out of the press, but it is still happening. Um, and these new brand new election security measures received loud rounds of applause. Uh, uh, in the um, committee room, uh, in the newly passed legislation covers recount margins, adds currency grade fraud measures to ballots, currency like in dollar bills, you know, uh, makes ballot images public records, prevents elections by mail, uh, and fights illegal voters using the federal only loophole. Republicans on this committee outnumbered Democrats four to three, and every bill passed on party lines. Arizona Democrats did not vote for a single election integrity measure. The only the Democratic Party uh, has now been completely consumed uh, by communists. Uh, and the only way they can win anything is to cheat and lie. They have no valid platform anymore. Um, and so uh, this is very good uh, news. Uh, and uh there was a lot of Team Arizona working behind the scenes, uh, and there will be more uh, coming. Uh, but this is a, just like you heard uh, Sandy uh, talk about the results of the school board flips uh, in her area. 
uh, with uh, Team, Ar Team America Colorado. Uh, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff is happening here with uh, Team Arizona uh, as well. Uh, also, Team Wisconsin, I have been furiously working with and they have been doing a great job uh, this week as well. And yesterday, Wisconsin Representative uh, Timothy Rantham proposed a resolution to the Wisconsin House calling for decertification of the corrupt 2020 election results. Uh, and of course, the uh, deep state uh, plants uh, inside Wisconsin government uh, are trying to annul that because those are inflection points that have been infiltrated, but they are having a difficult time doing that. And Rantham's resolution filled seven pages with accusations of fraudulent activities. Of course, remember, I talked about the racing sheriffs who actually brought charges against nursing home folks that could not uh, vote. And so there's a lot of inflection point dots to be connected in Wisconsin, and they are beginning to be connected even more. And there's connections back to Vos, the corrupt um, uh, house leader there, back to Krebs, who was the corrupt CISA, Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency, member as well. More to come on that, but a lot of work furiously behind the scenes. Um, and uh, Team America, uh, Wisconsin was even showing up on the Gateway uh, Pundit there, which is uh, really excellent uh, work there as well. So that's really very good news as well. Again, as I've said before, you don't see most of the work. And so if you watched uh, the great movie I was talking about, Six Days, which is the SAS taken back the Iranian embassy at Princess Gate. That's kind of where all the hostage rescue teams start. And Six Days is a movie that's only been out for a couple of years, but it's a very realistic portrayal, much more realistic than uh, where I used to get my theme music from the, the final option, which was still SAS guys doing the assault at the end of the movie. Uh, but the Six Days is really uh, a really realistic portrayal uh, where they set up and they're starting to take the bricks out. They're planning assaults on the embassy and then they try and switch to a bus and then that gets canceled. And they find out that the, the, their model, their sand table model of the house is wrong. So they got to do it again and again and again. And when they finally do it, it's pretty quick. But there's lots of prep. So we are in the prep phase right now. Uh, so understand that it's not like most movies. That's reason why it's really good to watch that movie six days it gives a real realistic portrayal of what that took and somebody was asking me the other what the other movie was the other movie is uh, 15 minutes of war of the french uh gigan for hostage rescue unit their first um mission where they had to simultaneously hit uh three uh terrorists on a bus that were going to kill a lot of school children that too is a true story and that's a really great uh, movie to see. So six days and 15 minutes are those two um, brand new uh, hostage rescue units um, uh, that were uh, doing their first missions and that were incredible successes because of the warrior ethic, just like with um, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Marecki there saying, hey, I'll take the arrows and I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do what's right. <clears throat> In the 15 minutes of war movie, uh, they're not authorized to hit the bus, but they're going to kill all the kids. And so they decide to do it anyway. And they're out there in the sand and the heat in Africa, uh, living hard, and they decide to do the right thing. That's the warrior ethic. Um, that's the warrior conundrum. And so that's a really good. So if you want to see two great movies, any movie I recommend is going to be great, and it's going to have teaching points in it. And I often teach from those, uh, usually at my initiation seminar, which we have an initiation seminar coming up, but I think it's already full. <clears throat> but you can always get my book, Initiation, Boys Are Born, Men Are Trained, My Journey with an Apache Medicine Man. That's on uh, Amazon. I've been teaching that since uh, 88. But that's uh, the path to spiritual and emotional adulthood, which all tribes did a lot of. And the Inde, the Apache, still do that through the Naies, through the girls' sunrise or changing ceremony to prepare uh, girls who are having their first moon for womanhood, motherhood, wifehood. Uh, and adulthood. Uh, and similarly, uh, there is the uh, path for the uh, young boys for manhood that varies from a uh, vision quest, crying for a vision to going on raids, uh, holding horses, which is a whole nother uh, course. You can get my natural native horsemanship uh, video online at my shop, as long as you can, you can also get my handgun martial arts center 
uh, video up there at uh, jeffreyprinter.com slash shop uh, as well. Those are all great uh, teaching uh, areas uh, that you can learn. And of course, I'm teaching still in person, but cutting back because super busy. So that's the most important thing I want to say is I'm doing all this behind the scenes, working with all these patriots in all these different states as they work to stand all this stuff up uh, and working really hard and you know totally voluntarily uh, on all of this. But that's how we get the country uh, we deserve uh, and not just the government we tolerate. So um, moving on to, so that lots of stuff happening. And then uh, in New York, uh, there is a police officer who just um, posted something and I, and I posted on my Patreon and then she um, reached out again. And so that's force multiplication of um, information influence operations there. So from all across the nation, uh, Team America is functioning and Team Global Freedom is functioning behind the scenes. So if you if you are uh, if you're just complaining, you know, nothing's going to happen. You're going to get the the government you tolerate in the country you deserve. And you have got to get off the couch and get involved. Nobody is coming. Q's not coming. Trump's not coming. Um, who knows when Jesus is coming back? Uh, there ain't no 911. It's up to us. We are the QRF, the Quick Reaction Force. Uh, and if you want to work with my folks, and uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Gomerecki is a great example of that, uh, then you can sign up for Team America at jeffreyprather.com or Team Global Freedom, also at jeffreyprather.com. And, you know, there's no, you don't need to be a spec ops guy or intelligence guy. You just need to be a patriot. That's all you need uh, to be. No special skills required. We're not doing anything illegal, immoral, unethical, or violent, although the left does um, all the time. So um, I've often said that um, the deep state um, builds nothing, provides nothing, and destroys everything and wants to destroy uh, small businesses in America, because that's the engine that fuels the middle class and fuels our republic, not our democracy. The founders hated democracy. And that's because it's a, major- a tyranny of the majority, mob rule, even though you'll hear every politician and every pundit say our democracy, that's totally wrong. We're supposed to be a republic. Even the communist countries all call themselves the, Repub- the democratic republic of um, uh, but uh, the bioweapon PSYOP uh, to bring about the bioweapon to um, operating system that is injectable uh, is moving right along with the left where Fauci, the new um, Himmler, uh, wants to stick babies three times between the age of four, uh, six months to four years. Of course, we already know that children are barely affected by this anyway. There was no reason to ever do anything. Like Sandy said, it's like the flu, as I've said for a long time. And children, it barely affected children. But that doesn't fit with the great reset reset plans to inject operating systems. The government is the pusher and you are the addict. And they want your kids not to be crack babies anymore, uh, but COVID babies. Uh, that's the plan. So that's why six months up to four years, at least three injections. That's an, almost an injection a year. And that is so that they can uh, control and enslave. That is the plan. And again, I'm quoting uh, Fauci, you know, who, if we had a Department of Justice or a real FBI, would be under arrest and imprisoned uh, at this point. But that is not uh, happening. Uh, but the deep state is moving along with their plans. They don't care uh, if they censor Trump. Uh, They don't care if they cut the feed from Biden because they have accomplished what they want, but they're very desperate about that. And so Associate Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer just uh, will end up retiring. He didn't make the announcement. NBC, the propaganda press, made the announcement. He is upset Uh, that this uh, announcement was leaked, that he didn't get to put it out. But again, it's not the puppets. It's the puppeteers. It's not Potter. It's the guy behind the chair. That's why Team America needs to work behind the scenes. 
We didn't lose our republic in front of the scenes. We're not going to regain it in front of the scenes. It's not the show. It's the backstage stuff that you've got to get your head in the fight, not the game. Combat is not competition. This is not a game. It is a fight. Politics and war are two sides of the same coin. So Breyer has repeatedly promised that he would retire, um, and he expressed a desire not to die while on the bench, which I interpret as, I don't want to be Scalia'd. Uh, you know, Scalia found with a pillow over his uh, head and no autopsy. Uh, and he has also spoken out against court packing. Uh, so he has had many uh, left-wing groups, uh, even renting billboard trucks with the words Briar retire. So that's called extortion. That's called, hey, get out now uh, or we will kill you. Uh, and so uh, he is getting out while he can get out alive. Uh, and this, of course, goes along with the federal judge whose son was shot by the guy dressed up as a FedEx guy with a FedEx truck. Uh, that's a covert operation. If I ever saw one, uh, Scalia, when he was at a guest ranch, that was when he was out. He was not in his home. Uh, and the um, there's a U.S. Marshals bill. I have it someplace in my stack, but it hasn't been passed where the judges were asking for, and this is, uh, I think this comes from um, Harry the Greek, um, pushed this story out, I think did a great job. One of the few real journalists out there uh, saying that, um, it's on my Patreon, but uh, where the judges were afraid for their safety uh, and they're asking for more U.S. Marshals protection. U.S. Marshals is probably the last um, legitimate federal agency left. Uh, and uh, of course, the Dems have stalled that. They don't want them to be protected. That's part of the plan. They want them vulnerable so that they can extort them, so they can um, Scalia them. Uh, take a quick look here uh, to interact with uh, listeners. Um, let's see. Uh, not seeing a lot. That, ju uh, that judge whose husband and son were killed was on the Epstein case. Oh, that's very helpful from Kathy Dorney. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So they got to kill Epstein. They got to kill. They got to kill the judge's son to get her to shut up. That's um, that's good work. And so that's really also what Team America is. Uh, is that um, I get a lot of information from a lot of listeners and supporters, and even here on the show, it's I'm connecting dots uh, there. So that's really helpful and important um, as well. So uh, good, uh, good point there. Um, there's also a large number, of, large numbers of large numbers of single adult illegal immigrants are being released um, into Texas. Um, there's young male immigrants, which uh, in our terms is military age males, uh, were filmed. Uh, by Fox News, getting transported on buses in Brownsville, Texas, into small office parking lot, uh, marked Border Patrol drop-off, and be released uh, by ICE, Immigration Customs Enforcement. And then they were transported to Harlington Airport, uh, 250 miles away from San Antonio, and then they were flown to places like Houston, Miami, and Atlanta. Uh, and so they will probably then go into safe houses, uh, houses that have been rent, rented and where they're staying. They'll have uh, security that's being government paid. We've seen that in the Phoenix area. And so this is what the Contras did when I was working in covert operations uh, back when I was uh, in 7th Group, 7th Special Forces Group, uh, is the uh, Contras would infiltrate the country unarmed and they would be armed uh, later. Uh, and so this is exactly what's happening. So getting eyes on these folks of where they're ending up uh, is important not doing anything illegal, immoral, unethical, or violent, although the left does all, all the time, but to know where they are at um, so you can have proactive security. Why? Well, there was a Texas teen who was murdered, allegedly, um, uh, by uh, her ex-boyfriend who shot her 22 times uh, in the back. And his name is Frank de Leon, 17. And he uh, allegedly murdered Diamond Alvarez, 16, while she was walking her dog. 
and he is likely uh, an M I M sixteen. He's likely a Mexican gang member. If you look at the second Sicario film, not the first, but the second uh, Day of the Soldado, that's a pretty good movie of covert operations as well. I'd add that to my list. Uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldier, along with Ronin, is, and also Spartan, a uh, couple more covert operations movies that I find to be very realistic. But he has been released out on bail. While the Patriot political prisoners uh, are still locked up and being tortured, um, this murderer uh, of young ladies is out on bail. Uh, and federal investigators with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Farms, and Explosives were sweeping the area uh, of the memorial site uh, uh, to um, diamonds uh, today. So we're seeing all of a sudden feds, ATF, back involved uh, in something. They don't talk about a bomb scare, but the feds are uh, out there. So this is likely another um, federal uh, assassin, just like the FBI running the two assassins with Rittenhouse, just like the FBI running the two uh, ISIS, AK-armed um, Garland, Texas uh, hitters, uh, just likely the um, FBI running with uh, Sullivan uh, and the bird shooter of Air Force veteran um, Ashley Babbitt there as well. Very likely that that's the case. Let me check again here. Uh, there's lots of cancer diagnosis in the military threefold since the jabs were introduced. Uh, Tom Renz, uh, attorney I know, uh, is working on that. Of course, you know, if you get the jab, you can expect all kinds of symptoms. If you go on telegram channels, and there's a lot of Team America groups that have telegram channels, and you can just see protests all over the world. You can see all kinds of horrific side effects from the jabs happening as well. I'm going to take another look here to interact with um, – Folks listening, um, it's amazing that people are not completely outraged, our so-called government. Uh, and so you throw, part of that is cognitive dissonance is you just keep throwing stuff out. You just get used to crisis. Uh, Fauci is now talking about that this stuff is going to go on until uh, 2024. Of course, 2024 being the next elections, no surprises there. They want to keep crisis going so that they can continue to do what they've been doing. Uh, and if you think that there's going to be a 2024 revenge tour, if you think that the conventional channels are going to work, then go back and look at my hazy, crazy, lazy podcast. And that is if you keep doing the same thing and you are locked into your precious paradigms and your conventional boxes, uh, then you are crazy. Um, when you keep doing the same thing over expecting a different result after that those areas have been infiltrated and compromised, uh, then you are crazy. So uh, you've got to get involved on a personal local level behind the scenes and uh, influence uh, low-hanging fruit of inflection points where you can make a difference. And that's what Team America is doing as well. Meanwhile, the IRS wants to make sure that they can uh, have facial recognition biometrics uh, of you. Uh, and they're saying that to get uh, verified for child tax, cre tax credits, uh, they want you to go through ID.me. You must provide a photo of an identity document and take a selfie with a smartphone phone or a computer with a webcam. Well, <laughs> this is... This is just so that they can uh, identify you. So um, there is, in, in the intelligence human clandestine community, uh, there is the uh, defense um, cover um, agency. And that's when you're going to go infiltrate someplace, you know, you get a different identity. In the old days, it wasn't too difficult. You just put on a different photo, change the passport, infiltrate as a Foreign Service employee, and therefore you have diplomatic immunity uh, if you've got the red passport. But if you're a NOC, non-official cover, uh, then you're in trouble because then you're then you could be held. Um, but uh, now with biometrics, all of that has changed. It's much more difficult, uh, and so that's why you'll see the goggles because they're doing facial recognition uh, on uh, everything. So you'll see the umbrellas to uh, defeat overhead surveillance. You'll see the goggles 
to defeat biometric surveillance. And then you'll see the masks and the hoods to defeat, to defeat uh, regular facial surveillance. And the um, IRS wants to digitize, part of the Great Reset is to digitize uh, currency. I don't know if I'll get to that story today to find out where I'm at uh, on time here. Um, but uh, that is uh, important as well. The FDA is also trying to delay the first 55,000 pages uh, of uh, production to uh, talk about uh, the approval of the jab. Uh, and well, they want to delay the when the federal, federal court ruled that they have to um, pr uh, present that, they are asking for a delay. And now uh, a third party has entered into the delay uh, asking uh, for that stay of um, delivering those 55,000 pages, and that is Pfizer. And of course, Pfizer is deep state jab, all involved in that. Uh, and uh, Pfizer is, of course, uh, a global chair and team from law firm with thousands of lawyers. Uh, and they're coming in as a third party and ensures the court is there to help, just like the, um, the government. And so uh, as a competitive intelligence corporate security consultant and professional for many years, uh, part of doing business is with the uh, big pharma is they expect to be sued. There's all kinds of skullduggery from uh, murder and assassination to stealing corporate secrets that uh, happens there as well. Uh, and so this is a good sign because uh, the um, FDA is concerned. They're asking uh, for their um, corrupted big pharma partners to uh, get involved. Uh, and they have the, the lawyers uh, to do that. Uh, but uh, they they have a lot of power, but they are in trouble. So even though we're fighting a Goliath, uh, David felled Goliath, and we will uh, win. Uh, and it's important to understand that. So a um, couple more things to get to before I wrap here. And there was a um, Texas woman, Rebecca Lynette Taylor, who was arrested and charged with the sale and purchase of a child. Uh, and this happened in Crockett, Texas, as in Davie. And she was in this lady, this mom was in Walmart. And this woman approached um, the mom and child and said, oh, you blonde hair and blue eyes. How much for the kid? Offered $250,000 for the kid. Woman said, thought it was a joke, laughed. She followed him out to the parking lot. Then she began screaming. Then she followed her home. Um, and uh, was saying that she would threaten if she did uh, threatened her if she did not uh, sell her child. And so this is kind of a brief story. But really, if there were real federal investigators, uh, still, they would be on this. Uh, you know, the marshals have done a lot of good work uh, on this, but this this close to the border this shows part of the deep state uh, network, international uh, child trafficking uh, network. Uh, and uh, is just a good indicator of this uh, dark economy run by the deep state. And that is a little tip of the iceberg uh, of that uh, as well. Okay, so I do have a, a lot to go over with uh, the with cost swab and the great reset and how that is retreating. Uh, but I guess I will probably hold that for another time. I'll take another um, quick look here to see uh, if there's any remarks. Uh, ATF gave money to marks to straw by and pretend it would be an investigation. That's true. The ATF went to, and first I want to delineate from the heroes, you know, my friend Vince Chafalu, uh, again, remember, I was a DEA special agent liaison to Tucson ATF. Fast and Furious starts at DEA uh, Phoenix and an ATF group. And um, events have followed John Dotson, others who were very heroic in resisting that. But it was the ATF bosses uh, that conceived of this international covert gun running operation, which is what Benghazi was, which is what Syria uh, is. Um, 
uh, and uh, they actually approached gun dealers and said, hey, we want you to sell this gun to them. And they're like, well, I can't do that. He's got a felony. He goes, well, no, no, it's okay. And they're like, okay, if you say so. And then they tried to come back and indict the gun dealers. And the gun dealer was like, wait a minute, you told me to do this. And I got the recording of it. And then the ATF was like, oh, well, okay. So uh, that's how corrupt all of this has become. Uh, you know, federal law enforcement is totally corrupted, except perhaps for a few, and in particular, the U.S. Marshals. Um, military is being castrated. Cops are being uh, gelded. Special operations community is starting to fade. I talked about some intelligence support to the special operations community that is uh, focused on Russian, Russian, Russians. Nobody wants to say anything about the uh, Chinese, but that's okay. Uh, because again, they are culling their own numbers. It's like the not fracking around black militia where they're just shooting each other all of the time. That's literally what is happening. Uh, so uh, understand that. Don't be deterred by that. Look at the great example of uh, retired Air Force Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Sandy Marecki as team leader of Team America, Colorado. And remember that the enemy is as ancient as the war. And respect, never underestimate the enemy. The first rule of war is to know when you are in one. Then know the battlefield. The terrain is always human. Discern via action, not word, friend or foe. Sheep from wolves. Victory or defeat depends on commitment. Faith defeats fakery. Infiltration is not immigration. Idealism is not realism. Religion is not God. Prayer talk is not kinetic. Yeshua flipped and whipped tables and traitors. If not you, who? Neighbor up, study up, train up, show up and link up with Team America and take it back. We're not always winning, but we will win. And winning is difficult, demanding and always expensive. Tyrants always fall. Tyranny always fails. Graphene is not in our DNA. Freedom is, but freedom is never given. It is earned. It is fought for. It is won. It is taken. So take it.